Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Facebook has invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. Over the last few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts. Learn more about their ongoing work at about.fb.com safety. Hey everybody, today I was thinking about uh, an interview I saw yesterday with a spokesperson for the police union, I believe it was out in New York or New Jersey, and he was talking about how they they, they were tired of being vilified and how they had turned all these communities around and it just, it triggered me because it it's not, to me it didn't ring as true because I know that for communities to turn around from one way or the other, it rests in the hands of the people. Now, I don't doubt that the police or law enforcement in general did help out to some degree, but I believe it falls down to the mind state of the people, and the people have always wanted change. I imagine that in many of those neighborhoods, they've wanted change for far longer than uh, the police, far longer than it took for the police to respond to change. So for him to to make that statement, it just, it rings of a disconnect to me because the people are the power and the people, when they decide to make a change, then that's when lasting change can happen because then they solicit the help of law enforcement and then they solicit the help of uh, lawmakers and legislators to change, change things for their community for the better for the people. Now, it... It it rang so true to me, not rang true, but it rang so loudly to me because in the case of not just George Floyd, but in the case of America in general, the American workforce or in regard to Americans in government, it seems like we are we're sold the message and I, I the conspiracy theorist in me would have to say that we're sold the message of, you know, these one or two powerful people above you or however a small number of people in power they're the ones that are in control and they're the ones who know what's best or what have you I think that we're sold that because they know like we should know and we should remember that the people are the power that the people control what the people want the people have far more power than the individuals and you see it time and time again, the only way for the small mi- minority at the top to keep power is to try to dissuade the people from from taking actions that would be uh, beneficial most for them. But more importantly, they, they try to dissuade them from the knowledge that they are the power, that the people are the power. And you see it in times, biblically biblically speaking, you can hear about it in times of Pharaoh and the Hebrews, how, you know, he said that their numbers are getting too great and that was going to become a problem because the people have the power. Not He didn't say that they were exceptionally intelligent, that they were anything special. He, he just noted about the, the collective, the power of the collective, that it was just too many of them. 
And if they decided to do one thing or the other, there'd be no way that in the time of Pharaoh that he could he could have successfully fought back. And we saw that uh, in the case of Moses, that that eventually became the, uh, the the end game. So in regard to other situations, especially jobs and stuff, I think the people have the power. But for me, and this is, again, most of these are for me first and then for everyone else. It's it's for me, I, I want to learn what the what does that look like in, in the different facets of my life? What does it look like for for me in regard to the people in my workplace? How do we change things in my workplace? Because I know that the people are the power, but uh, the, the small minority at the top have done a excellent job of uh, organizing and uh, creating an infrastructure that seems to support them perpetually and the people who are underneath or at the bottom don't seem to stand a chance even though I know even with that the people are the power so it uh it it rings in especially in the case of uh the protests that are going on in America right now that uh they're they're doing everything to kind of shut down the people from gathering and from from becoming unified and from uh, seeking just a, a civil discord because if it, ultimately it's better for the entire country if we are working as a collective versus working as a, a section of, you know, this political party or that political party or even, excuse me, or even uh, divided by race or class or what have you we would function better as a country if we could get past those hurdles. Now I know that that's easier said than done, but it, it, it's crazy when you see that, you know, peaceful protests are being broken up by violence and, you know, it's, it's portrayed as if the protesters are the violent ones and the police come there with guns and, you know, shields and tear gas and rubber bullets and stuff. And you don't come, you don't come, with a peaceful agenda when you come with those things. If I came knocking on someone's door with a loaded shotgun and I'm like, and I, you know, they answer the door and I'm like, oh, I'm just here to wish you a happy birthday. They wouldn't get that message. You know, even if I said I'm here to wish you a happy birthday, they would happy birthday. They wouldn't get that message because of the presentation and the presentation that's been given to the protesters from what I've seen and what I've seen on the news and what I've read and the stories that I've watched from individuals who, who have literally been down there and from individuals who have taken video from down there, the presentation makes it very combative. It makes it very confrontational. And it, to me, it, it makes, it begs the question, why, why, why would you try to undermine or try to, um, try to break apart the theory that we all know that it's true, and that theory is that the people, it's not a theory, it's a fact, the people are the power, so all these things to break up the people, when this is what the people want, the people want justice, the people want, you know, fairness, but, you know, it seems like all the people have the power, and these people are supposed to be uh, hired by the people to do the, uh, the job that they're hired for, and to work and be beholden to the people but yet they're they're out there with this presentation of 
violence and this presentation of force and this presentation of if you don't leave we're gonna we're gonna harm you and they're calling people combatants and stuff like that and like all these things that are anti what what we're supposed to be and I don't claim to be the most patriotic or even the most you know nationalistic but um I did after reading Barack Obama's The Audacity of Hope it kind of it kind of made me more optimistic about the potential of this country and what this country could be and I think that we can be far better and I think that that's the reason why a lot of uh people who are not in the elite class of the Americas still fought in the wars and still you know supported the country even though they were treat mistreated by the country even though they were deceived and flat out lied to by this country even though they were victimized and brutalized by this country they believed in those ideals and i think that's still why people come here because they believe in those the ideas of freedom the ideas of liberty the ideas of uh a better a chance for a better life not a, not even a guarantee just a chance for a better life and i think that the people having the power and the people having the belief that we all deserve a chance for a better life has to be stronger than, you know, the show of force that, that, that we've been seeing. And to, to mimic what everybody else has been saying around this time, I have never in my lifetime, and I'm not that old, but I've never in my lifetime seen so many people get together on the same, the same wavelength, on the same point. And specifically i'd say you know uh white people because i've seen for these same social issues at least the ones that are pertaining to police brutality or uh uh social justice you see you know your sprinkle of you know non people of color but it's pre predominantly people of color black and brown people uh asians native americans what have you uh but you don't see many many white people and I don't I can't I could speculate the reasons why I don't know but now it feels it feels different and I'm thankful that for the first time in my life I've seen people who who are openly saying you know black lives matter specifically and that does make a difference because when you call a thing by its name you give it identity and you give it visibility and I think that that's important so uh, I think that not knowing what the, the end goal will be, I know that the people do have the power. I know that America is nothing if it isn't its ideals, and I believe that we'll, we'll make it closer to those ideas. I don't know if we'll, we'll reach those goals where we'll find equality across the board. If we'll keep pushing toward it, I imagine we'll get closer. But I'm, I'm thankful to be in a position now where I am part of the people and it feels like we are becoming a people instead of just isolated and segmented groups because like I said before it didn't feel like we were a part of the people because we were explicitly told black people I'm talking about explicitly told that we were not part of the people we are not we are the other we are the them we're the they we're the those so I'm thankful that it feels like we are finally becoming what we have always been, and that is a uh, a crucial part of the American fabric, and that we are pushing toward real and substantial change, not just for us, 
but knowing that because of how we've been treated historically, that if the change happens for us, then it's beneficial for everyone else who isn't us. And we can we can hopefully grow from that toward uh, toward a, a oneness and an equality, if that is to be. All right. Facebook's safety teams protect billions of people each month. They lead the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested more than $13 billion in the last five years, quadrupling their safety and security teams to 40,000 people and investing in industry-leading AI technology to enhance safety on their platforms. It's working. Over the last several months, they've taken action on 1.7 billion fake accounts, 51.7 million violent and graphic posts, 62 million explicit adult posts, 9.3 million drugs and firearms sales posts. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Keeping your feed safe will continue to be everyone's priority at Facebook. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety.